This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Absolute pleasure to be here with you fine gentlemen this morning. Andy, tell me about this Starbucks. Right before the show, you mentioned that you ordered Starbucks and your Starbucks was a few minutes away. To which don't I asked... Him, don't make him relieve this. No, I want to... Because I still, have, I still yeah. have info that I don't have. I asked, what did you get from Starbucks? And you replied... <laughs> I don't know what I got from Starbucks. <laughs> so, okay. So here's, here's my thing. Um, you're catching me in kind of a, a vulnerable spot, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't really, I don't really drink coffee. I haven't drinking coffee in a regular fashion since whew, probably the first year of my employment and kind of funny with the, oh, wow. the, with the Keurig, right? Um, Wait, then how do you get your, your energy in the morning? Cause I find when I don't drink coffee, I'm dead. Like, energy I'm drinks. Performing. Oh, so you rock with the monster? Yeah, I, I am a, I'm very much energy drink, you know, dependent. But then out of nowhere, I thought, you know what? I haven't had Starbucks in a long time, probably since one of the last days of the studio when we all just kind of went to the. Now, you know, that's not even true because we always used to go for these little fun lunch trips, and then we go to Starbucks mm-hmm. afterwards. Anyway, I haven't had Starbucks in a long time, and so I kind of don't didn't know what I was ordering, and I just ordered. Um, Okay, well, first off, is the FR in Frappuccino, does that mean frozen? That would make sense, right? Is that is that why I'm, I got a frozen thing? Because it's, uh, it's, it's a cappuccino, uh, but it's a frapp, frappuccino. Uh, so, yeah, that makes sense. In Italian, frozen cappuccino? It, well, yes, but I believe in, in Italian they're called fraps, like frozen drinks. But is, huh. isn't that short for frappuccino? Or is it just all yeah, frozen is it, drinks? Are is frapp- it a play on words? Is it a frozen I, cappuccino? Because I think it's so a play I on got words. This... I just know that if you go to Italy, you can get frapp anywhere, and it's like a four ounce fucking coffee espresso, amazing drink. So like it was just a funny sequence of events where blessings like, "What'd you get?" I was like, "I'm not sure." And Kevin being like, "Well, how do you not know what you got?" Because there's a lot of options. I'm just kind of clicking on stuff. All I know. Is get almond milk, right? I'm lactose intolerant. I don't want to get the bubble guts at, you know, eleven twenty-two a.m. So I knew kind of all right. Here's what I need to worry about. Don't get normal milk. You have to get almond milk. Mm-hmm. Almond. How do you say it, bless? I say almond. Almond. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I think I default I to that too. I think I just switch around every once in a while, depending on like it's like data, the, data. depending on the equinox and the 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 seasons and stuff. Yeah, well, um, but the the drink came in and. Apparently, I got a frozen drink. I didn't know that it was going to be a frozen drink. It's mm. definitely the last thing I wanted. I wanted so you def- either. A... You definitely got a frap then. I got a frap. Yeah, frap I wanted a cold or a warm drink, but yeah, not but a frozen. That's... I got a slushy. I got a coffee slushy. You got that's, that's like that's a happy surprise. That's like a happy surprise, isn't it? Because I'm all I'm always excited to get the frap. If I'm not getting a frap, it's usually because I don't want to spend the extra dollar or two, or I don't want to be too festive that morning. Like a fr- a, a frap. When you don't expect a frap, I feel like is a is more of a happy surprise than a oh fuck what why did I do this you know I can see that but fraps to me just remind me of 
you know, it's Friday, school, high school is done. Me and the yep. homies are going to Starbucks. Maybe, you know, oh, that cute girl from that other school is going to be there. Let's go hang out. Oh, remember those guys that we met at that one, uh, that one party? Yeah, they're going to be. A so, like, that's what fraps remind me of. I don't know the last time I've had a, a coffee Slurpee. Um, so I'm going to just do live taste test right here. Here you go. Yeah. He's tasting it. Do you know what flavor you got? Is, a, Holy is it a shit. mocha frap? That is so good, and that is yeah, so is. sugary. <laughs> yeah, oh, my is. God. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most sugar. Like, this is probably, no joke, like 700 calories. I'll check here in a bit. Uh, no, don't I'll look it up. Know. Don't look it up, Andy. Andy, just, just I don't want another like, truth. You know You're right, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, exactly. It's, remember that? I don't want another truth. One of my favorite memories between us is that one time uh, <laughs> where we, <laughs> we were... <laughs> We were talking about something, and, I, and you were talking about how good naked juice. I was it, like, "But hey, Andy, yeah. tell me how much sugar. How much sugar's in there?" And you looked. Oh, dude, you I like, love naked juice. Never fucking ask me that again. <laughs> <laughs> never. Is it was it way too much? Is naked no, no, juice no. actually super unhealthy for you? No, because here's the thing: it's like I know the naked juices that are unhealthy for you, right? It's the ones where you grab the bottle and it says 370 calories. You're like, "Oh, that's not the one I want. I don't want the smoothie one. Let me get the one that says kale blazer." It tastes like uh, shit, no, right? But here's that, the thing, no. bless. But I mix it with a really nice kind of fruity tasting, uh, no sugar energy drink, and I mix the both. And I'm like getting the best of. I'm getting all the health from the naked. So Kevin goes, "How many sugars?" I was like, "Well, Kevin, I mean, it's like it tastes like shit. Surely there's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to tell you how many sugars there are on this. <laughs> I don't want to tell you because there was a lot of sugars, Kevin. There were a lot of sugars. I know, I know. It's okay. It was I'm like so, fifty right. grams or some shit. It's not good. I'm so oh glad we God, spent so much. What, it can't be that much. Six to seven minutes uh, burning conversation on this because it is not the fastest news day. It is somewhat of a slow news day, but I'm excited to talk about this news day with you, Andy, because today's stories include a Pac-Man battle royale, Game Pass somehow keeps getting better, and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live and correct us when you get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show will be will we be diving deeper into this frappuccino live taste test live review in the post show probably we probably will because i, I should have got an update on that should have gotten a straw bless yeah i'm, I'm surprised That's, i actually yeah, didn't they, notice they that i saw up. you take they a sip the... i thought that was weird you was you gonna... should have a straw with that i was gonna say they, they gave you the wrong cap like that's for an iced liquid that cap yeah right that's there. for iced coffee you're supposed that's to get the yeah gold. with the little the little sippy thing yeah yeah, yeah i'm used yeah. to that you saw that portion of it. So much like Gra uh, cinnamon powder, yeah. one pump cinnamon dolce, um, almond milk. Yeah, okay. Shit, dude, that it spelled so my name right. It spelled, it spelled it Andy. Do you wait? So does it say what flavor it is? Is it just wrong? like just mocha? I, I think it's a. Yeah. I think it's a mocha frap. Yeah, okay. or it, yeah, it's something terrible. I, I usually rock with the caramel whenever I get the frap, and oh my god, oh, that, shit, be, that right, shit is busting. I'm just all about. Bussin'. I'm all about cinnamon. Bless. Like if I could put cinnamon in anything, I'm down for it. Oh, coffee frap. It's not a mocha frap. Just a coffee frap. This is a coffee frap. All right, all right. Uh, housekeeping for you. We got our Outriders review episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast that is now live. It's a stacked cast, including Greg Miller, 
Andy Cortez, Snowbicle Michael, Joey Noel, Khalif Adams of, Snow of Spawn on Me, and myself uh, features an in-depth discussion of the game. And in my opinion, it's one of the best review discussions we've done yet. You can go check that out right now on YouTube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mick at the Nanobiologist, Tom Bach, Trent Berry, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Honey and Fix Your Gaming, but... I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Rope Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. Baker's doesn't. That one was unpredictable, Kevin. I like that one, Kevin. Yeah, thank you very much. I dug it. Story number one, we're getting a Pac-Man Battle Royale. This is from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Nintendo has announced Pac-Man 99, a 99-player online Pac-Man Battle Royale game that is exclusive to Nintendo Switch online members, and it's out today. Much like Tetris 99 in Super Mario Bros. 35 before it, Pac-Man 99 is another new multiplayer-focused take on one of the most iconic games. Pac-Man 99 features traditional Pac-Man gameplay with the added pressure of outlasting 98 other players. Ghosts are still present, as are power pellets, and eating one will send ghosts to attack other players at Jammer Pac-Man. Bumping into one of the Jammers will slow you down and make it easier for a ghost to catch up to you and end your run. The key to victory in Pac-Man 99 is taking advantage of the sleeping ghosts. By chomping them, you'll create a, a ghost train that will provide an all-you-can-eat buffet when you eat a power pellet. This allows you to overwhelm opponents. Andy Cortez, I know you're a big Battle Royale person. You played some of that Super Mario. We, I think we both played a little bit of Super Mario 35 when that came out oh, late last loved year. I loved it. Loved are, it. Are you excited for Pac-Man 99? No, 1,000% no. 1,000% <laughs> no, bless. So here's the, thing with, here's the thing with me and Pac-Man. Pac-Man kind of, it makes me claustrophobic. I, I get a, a feeling of anxiousness and fear. I guess anxiety is more the word I was looking for instead of anxiousness because not, that's not a word. Um... Yeah, but something about Pac-Man has always just freaked me out. Like, I feel like I'm just kind of, the walls are closing in, and it's just, like, inherently horrifying to me. Um, but the first thing I did was Google Jammer Pac-Man, which just sounds dope. It really just sounds like a side project that Namco tried to, to push in the late 90s to be cool, and it yeah. was it just failed. They it was like, like okay, Pepsi cool. Man. Miss Pac-Man Pac has success. What's next? We'll make a Pac-Man that jams. Jammer yeah. Pac-Man. It's like uh, it's like Donkey Kong, or what are all the Kong brothers and sisters? Oh, there's what? a lot of them. There's Donkey Kong, there's Lanky Kong, there's Lanky Kong, Tiny Kong. Donkey Kong, Kong is not what I was talking about. There's Cranky, there's Funky. Funky is the one I was talking about. Funky, I thought, I, I just for somehow put with Donkey. I thought he like smokes weed and stuff. I mean, um, Funky definitely smokes weed. So yeah, Funky definitely smokes. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is great for the platform and great for anybody who has it. I am interested to see how it works with you know, Nintendo's kind of typical online setup. Hopefully it isn't too bad, and hopefully players are able to play in a way that they aren't constantly just running into hitching and stuttering and lag and all sorts of things like that. Um, this is definitely something, in all seriousness, this is something I'll try out for a day or two just to give it a shot and see how it goes. But um, the Mario 35 was still way more of my jam. I had an absolute blast yeah. with that. How are you feeling about it? I'm excited to try it out. I'm not stuck with either Tetris 99 or Super Mario 35. Like I, I enjoyed playing them for about a day to a week. But after a while, I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. It's, it's, it's a nice, fun excuse to return to a classic game that you played either during your childhood or just periodically through your life since these are games. Both, or I guess all Tetris 
Mario and Pac-Man now are all games that I feel like just appear randomly. Like you'll see it on a store or whatever, or you or you'll go to an arcade or you'll like scroll through the app store or whatever, and you'll see these games. And, and every now and then you're like, oh yeah, I could play a round of Pac-Man or two. And these games have all kind of been that for me. And so this is a fun excuse to go back and play some Pac-Man. And maybe, maybe this will be the one where I'm like, fuck, this is really fun. This is really addicting. And I really get into it. But I think it, it is a fun thing to note that this, this game is coming out a week after quote unquote Mario died. Um, and you know, when I say that I'm specifically referring to Mario 35 being taken off of Nintendo switch online. Uh, if I, I, I feel like they're this just spitting been on more... his grave. I mean, yeah. Right. Like is Pac-Man just straight up rolling over that thing. Um, I feel like this should have been more predictable. Like, I think we should have seen this coming as far as Nintendo releasing something on Nintendo switch online to kind of come through and take that place. Because I think when you remove super Mario 35, which is, a not the main selling point of Nintendo Switch Online for any means, but it is a it is a selling point, right? It is a reason for people to come out and show up for the online service. It makes sense for them to want to replace that with something. I think Pac-Man 99 is kind of a genius idea to do that, to kind of continue on with this weird classic Battle Royale franchise that they're doing. Pac-Man feels like, yeah, the next logical step. And also has me excited to see what else they do. Like, I really want to see them continue this weird online thing especially if this works out and this is fun because after this like what Sky where else do they push it yeah yeah like dig dug online like what do you do, do next after this sonic the hedgehog online i would go crazy about that like i think there are options there that you can sonic forces with. sonic forces online or even like mario world online right like why not or mario 3 online why not like, i had seen you can do this right? i had seen a couple of tweets like you know maybe um involving mario maker into mario 35 and so somehow expanding that i think what made mario 35 really interesting to me was just the level switching being able to go back and say you know what i want to go back to one two because it has that one you know i I can kill that boss and the mushroom will be there and you kind of start to memorize these levels in and out because you know the path because you run through them 20 times in a run um and the idea of going through different levels was really interesting i'm watching pac-man gameplay right here and I'll, get, I'll tell you what, it looks pretty satisfying to be able to get what they call the sleeping ghosts mm-hmm. and the sleeping ghosts attach to the ghosts and follow them. And then as soon as you get a pellet, it just becomes a full line of ghosts that you just chomp all the fucking oh, way through awesome. and you're just destroying them. But the UI looks just really kind of funny and cute because the other 98 uh players on each side it's just a little funny cute representation of their game or it's just like a little tiny mini version of it and it just looks mm-hmm. really silly and i gotta assume on a nintendo switch screen you can't see shit you can't yeah, even it, tell I it's happening like they, there. it's always a mess when it comes to these games because i remember tetris 99 when that first came out it did the exact same thing where you see all the different tetris games being played and it looked it looked fucking ugly same it can get overwhelming too yeah, it can get overwhelming. And like the point of it isn't isn't so that you can pay attention to everything, but at the same time it is this fun like as people get eliminated, you start to screen see the screens more and more and then you can actually kind of strategize when it gets down to just a few people, which is a very <clears throat> very fun thing. And I see in chat people have been dropping like a bunch of different ideas for 99 games. And honestly, like there's so many so many of these where I'm like yeah, I'd like to see that. Like somebody said, uh, DJ Kento here said Zelda 99. Uh, Tame Kitty out here throughout Galaga 99. Jokingly, I'm sure the Leo Cat for throughout Snowboard Kids 99, which I would be a fan of. Oh but then, gosh. like, you know, what if Give you did like Arkanoid 99? Like, I'd be totally down to try that shit out. I think 
this is such a, a a fun idea and if you told me that when PUBG got super popular in 2017 that we would end up getting just these weird random spin-offs of like classic games and th- these these franchises that you wouldn't even be able to imagine as battle royale games finding way to adapt th- finding ways to adapt that and make it fun and cool like I wouldn't have believed you I would have been like what the fuck kind of <laughs> what the fuck kind yeah. of uh, uh, domino effect is that like how do you how do we get how do we get there but we're here now and it's awesome it sometimes it kind of almost feels like if you were to, if we were told ten years ago that they're going to make a Mario Battle Royale and a Pac Man, you sort of feel like ah, oh, that sounds cheap. But yeah. I mean, the the idea just kind of seems to work with a lot of different franchises. I would love a type of Brick Breaker game. Um, That's what I'm saying, dude. Arkanoid. Yeah, like I'm just a huge fan of that type of shit. Um, the the Zelda thing could be interesting, just having like randomized bosses and yeah, randomized um, dungeons, almost like a boss rush type thing. Oh my god, I would be so shit at that though. With all the puzzles in Zelda, I would be absolute garbage. Would yeah. not look forward to that. I know, what about Souls? <laughs> Souls ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's some indie developer that is trying to make that work. Of like not not like Souls Souls, but they're trying to make their own Souls like battle royale game. I'm. In fact, if I feel like if I thought if I think hard enough, I'm sure there's one that probably already exists. It's called For Honor. I mean, there you go. Honestly, yeah, like, <laughs> turn that into a battle royale that you you pretty much have it. Uh, I'm excited to try this out later today. I tried to play it this morning and it wasn't it wasn't live yet. And so once this goes live, I'm definitely trying this out because this seems like a fun time. For now, though. Let's move on to story number two. Microsoft adds touch controls to a bunch of Xbox cloud gaming titles. This is from Marie D'Alessandri at GamesIndustry.biz. Microsoft has announced the addition of touch controls to a selection of titles available via its Xbox cloud gaming service. Over 50 games can now be played from an Android phone, including Sea of Thieves, Gears 5, Hellblade's newest sacrifice, Celeste, Hello Neighbor, Ukulele, and Dead Cells. The platform holder first introduced touch controls with Minecraft Dungeons last September and said in its announcement that they, quote, remain one of the top requested features for cloud gaming, end quote. Xbox Cloud Gaming is currently available on Android only, with iOS and PC versions expected later in the spring. Uh, coming off of this new story, I want to bring in DH Ruvenator, who wrote in a patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, with not a question, but a comment on, on, on uh, what's going on here with touch controls, because... You know, I'm not a big I'm not a big Xbox person. I appreciate Xbox. I, I speak love towards Xbox all the time because I think there's so many cool things going on at Xbox, including Game Pass and all this different shit. Um, but I'm not I'm not like I'm not entrenched in that ecosystem enough to have tried out uh, uh, cloud gaming in a deep in, on a deeper level. But DH Ruvenator here has DH Ruvenator writes in and says, hey, CapGD, happy Wednesday. I wanted to share a PSA on something in particular that I think doesn't get enough love touch controls on cloud gaming there are over 50 games supported and for those who don't know these touch controls can all be very different from game to game they are customized for each game and can be further edited by the user if they'd like touch controls are the reason i got into a game like slay the spire and even allowed me to finish entire dungeons and minecraft dungeons just wanted to share and spread the news with the kind of funny games daily community you might be surprised i read this right in uh, a couple hours ago this morning, and I immediately went to my phone and downloaded uh, Xbox, the Xbox Game Pass app. It took a while because I wasn't sure which app it was that I needed. I first downloaded Xbox Cloud Gaming Beta. Beta, I, yeah, yeah, because that app still exists. So I so I downloaded that, and I was like, no, you need to go to the Xbox app. Went to the Xbox app, wasn't there, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized that I had to download the Xbox Game Pass app. Um, but yeah, I did that, booted up Celeste for a little bit, and just played around with it to see how it works and if it works smoothly and if it's cool. And yeah, like 
it's a pretty dope feature that I've not really thought about too hard until uh, today. Like, legitimately, it's the you have the D-pad on the screen. You have the pretty much like three buttons that you'll use in that game that are like climb, boost, and jump. And again, like it's customizable. You can make certain but- buttons bigger. You can do what you want to make it feel comfortable. But I was surprised by how cool of a feature it was. I'd be stoked to see to try it out because I know that back in the day. Well, by the way, just first off, the way I love the second paragraph of the story. How it says over 50 games can now be played from an Android phone. And it's like, there's an Android phone out there. We don't know which one it was, but 50 <laughs> of them can be played on an Android phone. Um, back in the day when I was all like super to tech and I was working at Best Buy and I had a new phone every four months or so, um, just because it was super cheap to get them as an employee, the I was super into getting ROMs and emulators on my Android phones because it was possible. And it was like, oh, cool. How does this one work? And the ones with the keyboard, the, the slide out keyboards always work better because you have the tactical buttons. Dude. But, but the touch fucking, controls were always a, bad. They were always bad. I had a Samsung Moment phone, which was an earlier Android phone that had the slide out keyboard. And with that, I downloaded a, a, quite a few emulators for it. And when I tell you that that might have been some of the best like handheld slash mobile gaming experiences I've had where I'm using the keyboard and I'm mapping out. I'm like playing Earthbound on this phone in the back of class. Yeah. And like I'm playing using the buttons on my slide out keyboard and it was a dream. Yeah, no, this is it. This is it. This is the phone I had. I still have that. Like if I went in my closet and went into my tub, it's probably at the bottom of my tub still. This uh, Samsung, Samsung moment phone. This Samsung moment looks like a pressure sensitive screen instead of a capacitive like all the other uh screens that kind of came out at once iphone kind of just revolutionized everything where they introduced like multi-tap and all that Um, oh yeah this did not have multi-tap at all yeah but the like those old style of phones were the fucking worst where you would have to push down harder to like yep and you it it wasn't like just a standard it it reads like your fingerprints it was like an actual pressure type thing those are terrible but i remember yeah downloading a bunch of roms and emulators on my evo on my evo hero which was the slide out thing um or the evo slide is what it was called rather um and the touch buttons were just always terrible the touch controls were just never super great i'm interested to see how the tech has advanced yeah there it is kevin oh, oh my yeah. god people in chat this was was great keep saying i'm way. talking about a bathtub Good, i mean fun. like a like a trap like a box like a tupperware a big, like, yeah a like a big old Tupperware, yeah. They got it. Yeah. They got it. These dumb kids, they get all worked up. Don't worry. They're just being, they're just being funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't call them dumb, Kevin. Call, that's a I good phone, though, Kevin. I call them what I want. The smart ones are getting insulted. I, I actually, like, I'm pretty sure I still have a photo up somewhere on my Facebook page oh my d- deep in the in the archives there of my my Samsung slide or my, my HTC slide, Evo slide, sitting there in the little pedestal there in Best Buy with Link's Awakening on it, or uh, Link to the Past, rather. Mm-hmm. And so I was just super into that tech. But I'd be really interested, you... interested to test it out because I do know that the touch controls just generally haven't worked. And also depends on the game. Like, Loop For Hero, sure. I am praying that Loop Hero comes to Xbox and gets put on Xbox Cloud and Game Pass and all that so I can actually play it on my phone because that doesn't require, you know, fast button inputs or, you know, having to be accurate with timing. It's just... It's a, you know, let the game do its thing sort of uh, video game, which is what I really dig about it. But I would definitely, yeah, I'm definitely the, interested to try this out. Yeah, when I was trying it out with Celeste, it definitely, it definitely wasn't a perfect perfect solution. I still had the thing where because my my fingers are on the screen, I'm missing out on certain elements that I want to be able to see. 
Like when you go, when you start off the game, you're as as Madeline, you're going from left to right, screen to screen, and because the, where the D pad is placed, you know, like when I come in the screen, I don't see Madeline because I'm covering it with my finger, and. I think it's dope that that shit is customizable. And so if I wanted to, I could probably move that around and find a way that works. But there's still going to be that element of, yeah, no, I can't I can't see the screen fully for a game that is designed to be on uh, on a monitor or a screen that you you would theoretically be seeing be seeing in full. There's still those things. But just the fact that you have the option and it seems like that stuff is getting better and better, I think is really cool. And the fact that, you know, I haven't even tried out Hellblade or any of like the the uh bigger 3d like high technically uh you know like pushing it games right like hellblade as a graphical showcase i wonder how that's going to look when you're playing it on your phone i want to try that out because that seems like a really cool thing well i think always when you're when you're on your phone it's a smaller screen it's going to be more crunched in it should look better generally if you have good internet um but my wi-fi these old san francisco buildings i'm telling you like they could Dude, the, the so, Wi-Fi is so str- the Wi-Fi just has such trouble getting into my room, and it's like what two is walls away. Made of, you know? Maybe it's I have the, lead the I have the exact same thing. Maybe it's the lead. Maybe it's paint. the what? Kind? The lead paint, because like uh, yeah, possible. the signal doesn't get through. Yeah, it's it's really wild. I don't know why. Um, but I I do remember. I think at launch when Game Pass was still in beta, trying Gears of War. And it just was not a very good experience. But that was very, very early on. And I I also just have no real reason to yeah. try out Game Pass unless I'm just trying to check it out to see how it works, right? Like, I'm not in a situation, especially because of COVID, you know? But, um, yeah, I definitely want to... I'm interested to see how it does work in the future. Because I know Mike loves it. Like, Michael, Snowbike Michael just lay in bed and keep on, you know, playing Fallout or whatever game he's playing there. Um mm-hmm because of game pass so yeah i'm gonna i mean yeah i'm gonna try it out right now yeah I'm like gonna, that, I, that's i'll tell you what bless reason. i'm jacked up right now this fucking rabbit is crazy yeah like i've been playing a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh duel links on my phone and it's kind of been opening me up to like the 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 fact that being able to play a game just in bed just without like booting up your tv or for me in my case often coming to my desk and turning on my ps5 and going through the motions being able to just be like hey i'm i'm it's it's 10 30 i'm laying in bed ready to kind of doze off but like for the moment you know i i, I kind of have time to scroll through my phone or, or bullshit or do whatever being able to boot up a game real quick that i'm making progress in and just play it in bed it's such a convenient thing and it kind of does suck that the wi-fi signal doesn't make it into my room as well because i don't get to have that as smoothly as i want but I think there is there is value there that I, I I think is really awesome. Next time you try it out, um, try to see how it works on mobile as well. Because I had, in some moments, better performance on mobile. Oh, oh hold on. What my, do you mean like? Egg. What do you mean mobile? Like just on on your on your cellular like oh, LTE or whatever. Oh yeah, non Wi Fi. Yeah, okay. turn off turn off Wi Fi and see how that performs. I'm currently loading up the Master Chief Collection. Is that what they said? Added touch controls. I don't even think they. I didn't read the story. <laughs> I mean, there's 50 games. Not all, not all the games are in the story, but um, oh, it looks like Sea of Thieves, Gears Five, Hellblade, Celeste, Hello Neighbor, Ukulele, and Dead Cells. I'm gonna download. Uh, I'm gonna download Halo Ukulele, list, and I'll get but... back to you. Kevin, you're you're uh, big into Android phones, right? Kevin may oh, have gone. stepped away for he's a second, gone. but yeah, yes, Kevin is definitely an yes. Android phone nerd, wanna... like I am. I... Kevin, you're a very smart, smart man. Why did Thank they stop putting slide out keyboards in these things? You know, I and I was gonna bring this up when we started that conversation because it's like man. honestly, I would love a slide out keyboard, and I, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I'd care if my phone was thicker. 
Same thing with like a slightly bigger Same. battery. Like, go ahead and make it a little thicker. Like these phones are really, really thin. You know? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I miss my slide I miss the sidekick. Yeah, because like I'd be able, I tap, I, I I typed so fast on that thing. I was la- a laser fast typer on my on my slide out keyboard, and we're not using touch touch screen keyboard. It's just not the same. Like I I have swipe that I use to type because I'm just so used to it, and I, yeah. I feel like yeah, I type way faster using swipe. But same. even still, I'm like, dude, just give me a slide out keyboard. Let me just go. Uh, yeah. Fucking. Fast. I'll tell you what. Back in the day, Texture. I could type 130 words a minute. While driving in my car, looking at the sh- at driving right, I got one hand on my stupid phone where it's just the it's the number pad, and I'm just hitting the number three four times for the letter whatever, yeah. or you know hitting the, it three times for the letter T9, F. Right? Yeah, yeah, the T nine shit was Dude. man. We were just masters of that Wait, shit, and it's like I'm looking at the road right. I'm not like you know obviously I I shouldn't be doing that. It's now illegal for a reason. But I would just be there like driving with just my right hand uh, just yep. under the wheels. But I fucking writing paragraphs, dude. I feel like that wouldn't be illegal if like I I feel like now because everything's touched. No, definitely would. I don't. I don't encourage this behavior. Don't text while driving. Even if even if you're looking at the road, still don't text while driving. I'm judging you. Man, I'll tell you what. Celeste looks real good right now. Yeah, right? Like, it looks real good on screen. When you guys were using the T9, I promise I'm going to move on from this because it's a video game show. Um, but when you guys were, were texting using T9, were you guys using it like the um, like where you would have to click the button three times to get to a certain letter? Or were you doing the predictive where if you just type the numbers, it would figure out the exact word that you're trying to do? I think I was doing the standard kind of thing at first. I don't know what that evolved three to. Points. I don't remember. I don't remember predictive kind of taking over because I think by that point I just had the slide out of mm-hmm. some sort. You know, it started taking it was... over I think later on, and I think Boop. by that time Androids and iPhones started to make their way in, and so maybe not as many people were exposed to it. But I was very much the standard. I'm just going to click the things because at that time I didn't trust. I didn't trust the predictive text to get yeah. what I was saying. And whereas now I'm like, oh yeah, I swipe all over the place. I know. I know for a fact my Android phone will figure it out. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, the, my, my the, I. So wait, you're an Android user, plus? Oh yeah, I love my Android. Yeah, yeah three of us, right? Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, I'm Team Android all day. Oh Greg's my been god, been trying to change me, but I'm like, you have no chance of changing me. Hell now. yes, dude. I had no Kevin. I had no idea, dude. I, know, right? I feel like right now, um, Bless and I have always had a certain relationship, and then Bless just told me he went to the same college that I am. And like, wow, you're an alumni like, whoa. too. Whoa. whoa! Like, do you remember the go, quad? Go Jaguars or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cool. Right. I'm happy. I'm happy. Speaking of sports teams, story number three. I had to find any sort of thread to pull this. Out. <laughs> story number three. Our suspicions were correct. Sony claims it was MLB's decision to put its baseball game on Xbox Game Pass. I am pulling from Andy Robinson at VGC. Xbox announced last week that the PlayStation Studios title, MLB The Show 21, will be free to Xbox Game Pass subscribers on its release date of April 20th for both Xbox One and Xbox Series S X. Now, in a fresh statement issued to Inverse, Sony, Sony has claimed that the decision to release The Show 21 on Xbox Game Pass was MLB's decision. Quote, as part of the goal for this year's game, MLB decided to bring the, bring the franchise to more players and baseball fans, a PlayStation representative said. They continue, quote, this decision provides a unique opportunity to further establish MLB The Show as the premier brand for baseball video games, end quote. 
The MLB The Show series of baseball games started in 2006 and has always been exclusive to PlayStation platforms, going back to the original game on PS2 and PSP. The 2021 edition marks the first time Sony is bringing the game to a non-PlayStation system. And yeah, I don't think this one is a is a surprise at all that it was on MLB uh, to make the decision to put it on Game Pass. Uh, but even still, still a wild story. This whole but thing. I, I mean, I I don't I don't fully know all the details from this story, so I don't even mm-hmm. I wonder how that conversation even begins, and how long they were wanting to put it on other platforms, and you know maybe this was a long process, and they you know this is just finally the year that they you know put the ink on paper or whatever, but. I, I, well, I I'm interested. The, the, ink, the ink was put on paper, I think, like a couple of years ago, and I think that's when development probably started for uh, cross-platform. Because I remember kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. I want to say it was 2019, maybe 2020, where the news came out that MLB was going to start, or that uh, MLB the show was going to start appearing on other platforms. Really? Yeah, but damn, I don't remember that. yeah, but but this is the year where it finally came came to fruition. And now yeah, Game Pass is kind of the big thing within the last week that people are going, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> that place a PlayStation game is coming to Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean I uh, I think the real uh indicator of like whether it being a good idea or not, I I want to see the first day downloads. I'm so interested to see like yep. what the eventual downloads are, even over the first month. Because um, I I definitely think my brother would be interested in this for someone who has an Xbox and Game Pass, and I wonder what the you know does the casual Xbox sports fan even have something like Game Pass? That's another thing to sort of consider here, where I feel like Game Pass is for the hardcore people and. The the casual gamers playing Madden uh, every once in a while or playing uh, NBA 2K, do they even know what Game Pass is? I mean, it's always being shoved in their face, but is it even something that they've thought to look into? You know, I still think that Game Pass still has such a a huge area of opportunity to hit where there's a lot of people that just don't even they, they may just see it as some weird deal like. When you ignore, you know, a cell phone deal uh, ad being thrown in your face, yeah. like I don't, I don't really know what that is. I don't well, want to kind of mess I, with that. I think, you know? I, I think this is a fascinating conversation because I think that's the problem that you see PlayStation Now have all the time. Where sure, PlayStation Now is on your home screen. PlayStation Now pops up, and for me, uh, I always see it, and I'm like, cool. Like it seems like if I if I pay ten dollars a month or whatever the price is, I can play these games and download a lot of these games and and have access to them. But it always feels like that thing of, but do I need to? Like, is this just another, like, is this, is this really, am I going, going to play this as, as, as much as I need to in order to justify the amount of money that I'm, I'm spending for it? Whereas I feel like Xbox Game Pass is kind of hurdled over that obstacle. And for, for people who might look at MLB The Show 21 and go, all right, cool. I either have both platforms or like, I, very simply, I want to play MLB The Show 21. What's the cheapest way for me to play it? I think you can look at the lay of the land and go, okay, well, I have both an Xbox or a PlayStation, and so if I get Game Pass for a year, I can just play MLB The Show 21. Or even with now, the story we're coming off of, right, with with uh, Xbox Cloud Streaming and, and Game Pass and all that stuff, if MLB The Show is playable on Android, you know, that becomes even an easier conversation of, cool, I don't have an Xbox, but I do have a PlayStation, and I have my Android phone. I could spend the ten dollars or whatever to play this game through cloud streaming on my phone and yeah that is i think i think that is going to be somewhat of a barrier because that is such a specific use case and that is such a you know if this then that kind of thing but i think those barriers 
as we keep going, are going to get broken down more and more where the average consumer, the average gamer are going to be able to see that and go, yeah, that's a viable way to play. Or, oh, I see when I turn on my Samsung smart TV, I see the Xbox app there. And so why don't I just play games on that? Like, I think you're going to see that more and more, which I think is a fascinating thing, especially when you're talking about MLB The Show. Because to your point of what are the download numbers going to be, there is a possibility that this year is the year where things flip for MLB The Show and people see it as more of an Xbox game because yeah. so many Xbox fans have gotten into it and people might have uh, you you might see people convert over to Xbox because they realize that they can get the deal on it on Xbox like there is that big possibility there that is really really interesting to kind of look into and 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 when we get the numbers I am I am very similarly curious to see how that pans out I guess when I think of Game Pass I just am brought back to trying to sell some sort of service at Best Buy and deep in your heart, you know, it's a really damn good deal, but how am I going to convince the consumer about this game pass thing where you walk up to him and say, and hey, have you heard of Xbox game pass? And they go, no, no I'm fine. Thank you very much. I'm I, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay. But like the game you're paying right now is 60, but you could get it for this and this a month. Like, oh, I don't, I don't want a subscription fee. You know, like, it's one of those things that the average consumer might be kind of hesitant to go for just whether it's a damn good deal or not, uh, you know, whether they know all the details or not. Um, I, I, I always have that sort of retail mind of what is the the dad with two kids going to say about it? Who's you know, he's 48 years old and he doesn't read up on gaming news. How how is he going to be converted? Yeah. Um, whether it's just like word of mouth or better advertising or better marketing and not just say, yeah, it's a subscription service. Uh, I have too many subscription services. I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, like, I don't want to pay for an, another one. I already pay for yeah. Netflix and Hulu. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I think it seems like Xbox is trying to fight that fight as hard as they can, especially when you see in the years past, they, they, they've they done the thing where $1 gets you a year of Game Pass and will roll in your, your Xbox gold and what Game Pass you have already into it so you can get extended months. Like there's so many like there's so many um incentives that they've been trying to place into it. I remember there was like a month where you could get either Spotify or some other streaming service if you got got Game Pass. They're trying to push mm, it yeah. as hard as possible and I I would not be surprised to see them continue to try and push that as much as possible to get over that exact barrier that you're talking about because I think you're you're 100% correct that you know at, I'm a dad of two kids who want to play Xbox and they they like baseball but like do I want to spend do I want to do I want to um put my credit card into a thing that'll keep renewing so that they can play their baseball game how do I get sold on that and I think yeah. I think that's the fight that they're trying to fight real hard right now I think I think if you are able to package PlayStation now inside of Game Pass perfect deal everybody's in figure it out Phil oh my Spencer God figure it out but and also get that and the, add in the free xbox uh, refrigerator in theirs too andy very excited to talk to you about story number four but before i get there i want to talk to you about our sponsor of course you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by honey we all shop online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout but thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart honey supports over 30,000 stores online they range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites when you check out the honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons it can find for that site if if honey finds a working coupon you'll watch the prices drop 
Kind of funny, loves honey. Tim Geddes himself has used it for years and has saved thousands of dollars. He says himself, you are silly if you don't use it, and it is free. I'm sure if you guys listened to Kind of Funny Games Daily yesterday, you heard Greg talk about Honey and how much he enjoys using it. Honey has found us over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. That's billion with a B. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never rec- recommend something that Kind of Funny doesn't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. We're also brought to you by Fixture Gaming. We want to talk to you about a special Kind of Funny best friend today. Have you ever used your Nintendo Switch for a long, long time? And after afterwards, your wrists and shoulders were sore. Turns out the Nintendo Switch isn't the most ergonomic, and I can speak to that. I use this thing all the time, the, the Nintendo Switch. And, like, playing handheld is fun, but then, like, an hour in, like, my index fingers start to feel weird. My shoulders do start to get, start to feel sore. Like, it is, it's, it's not the most ergonomic thing to hold. Our friend Austin Stark had an idea to fix that. The Fixture S1. We met Austin a while back at, at a San Francisco meet and greet, and he showed us the Fixture S1, known as the Switch Fix at the time. And we were blown away by how comfortable and sturdy it was. Since then, we used the Fixture S1 pretty regularly. You just slide in the Nintendo Switch, attack, attach your Pro Controller, and now you can take your Switch and Pro Controller with you anywhere. You can also use this as a stand for your Switch. The Fixture S1 comes in two colors, gray and red slash blue. It has completely changed the way we play on our Nintendo Switches, and we're thrilled to announce that the Fixture S1 is on sale this week for 20% off on the Fixture Gaming website. If you want to check it out, please go to www.fixturegaming.com. Thanks again to Austin and Fix Your Gaming team for sponsoring this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Story number four, Andy Cortez. EA patents an adaptive difficulty system. This is from Matt Perslow at IGN. Electronic Arts has developed an adaptive difficulty system that dynamically adjusts how difficult a game is. But, as also revealed by EA's patent application, the system does this with an aim to keep players active for longer periods of time. The patent, which was filed in October last year and published at the end of March 2021, describes a system that can perform automatic granular adjustments to a game in order to change the difficulty uh, of the experience. Similar systems have, have been used by Resident Evil 4 and Left 4 Dead, in which a system monitors players' performance and uses the data to inform enemy behavior. However, EA seems to have an additional or perhaps an alternative motive beyond just aiding players be- beyond just aiding players overcome no or perhaps even a, a alternative motive beyond just aiding players overcome a difficult a difficulty curve there's a typo in there and i can't tell where it is but it's in there. to overcome <laughs> adding players to oh wait aiding players to overcome a game's difficulty i think yeah that yeah that seems or about right two might be in, yeah there might be a two missing as outlined in the patents abstract uh, the system can can review historical user data, user activity data with respect to one or more video games to generate a game retention prediction model. This model is then used to predict how long the user is expected to play for. Using this prediction, the dynamic difficulty system can calibrate the challenge to make sure you play for that duration. More detail on EA's intention for the system is provided in the background section. Here, EA states that, quote, software developers typically desire for their software to engage users for as long as possible, end quote. The company notes that, quote, one of the challenges of game development is to design a game with a difficulty level that is most likely to keep a a user engaged for a longer period of time, end quote. 
This dynamic difficulty adjustment system, it would seem, is EA's answer to that issue. Andy Cortez, how do you feel about the possible future of EA's dynamic difficulty? Um, I mean, I've, I feel like we've been experiencing, well, at least I've been experiencing this quite uh, quite a bit over the last year and a half or so, uh, playing Valorant in Warzone. You win one game, you dominate, the next game, super hard. You get your shit kicked in. Um, but... In all seriousness, I feel like this could just be... It sounds like vaporware, honestly. Like, I don't really know how... This seems cool in theory, and I just don't really see this being implemented into a lot of games. I, I don't know if you just say, hey, there's one difficulty thing, and it it, it sort of um, it adapts to the gamer's play style. Mm -hmm. I think players generally like the control of being able to say, I want easy or medium or hard or you know, hardcore, whatever the hell they call it. I I don't know. It sounds interesting in theory. I just don't really know how it's going to be, you know, put into a real game that is going to feel, I guess, rewarding in a way. I, I, I don't know. What do you think about it? I, I There are a lot of instances where devs play around with difficulty, and I think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work as well we most recently you know we reviewed uh outriders and that review i believe is up right now youtube.com is kind of funny games podcast services around the globe and we talked a little bit about the world tier system which is their way of adding difficulty and kind of doing a similar thing of managing difficulty as you progress in the game where you are filling up you're filling up a bar and once that bar fills up, you then go to the next world tier, which will then up the difficulty. And the higher your world tier, that means the better loot you can get and also the more difficult the game is, which is such a fun, dynamic way to kind of handle that. Uh, there are... I had, like, another game. Oh, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five was a game where the way you play, based on the way you play, the game would react to that dynamically. And so if you were always going out at nighttime to tackle your missions, uh, you would see enemies start to wear night vision gear if you're always getting headshots on enemies enemies would start wearing helmets and shit to protect themselves and i always I always think those types of things are really cool in order to kind of keep gameplay interesting it seems like the this article very much leads leans into the fact that it seems like this is all aimed toward increasing uh player time like time player spends in a game which i think is interesting because i think that can be a good thing it seems like I, I feel like it's being placed as a hey this is ea being ea and trying to get all the hours and money out of you but for me if it works to my benefit as a player and i feel more inclined to want to continue playing a game then i guess that works right like if i get to a mission and i'm like i'm like cool i got one more mission left in me i might play this for like a couple minutes and see how i feel about it and i start fucking dominating and feeling like i'm a god and i'm having a good time and i want to keep playing then like you know, I, I, that's a that sounds like a good good thing to me. Um, I think the 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 barometer for me is how much does it feel like it is improving the experience and making the experience fun versus how much is it does this feel it's like getting it's in my to way? Take, yeah, how much is this getting in my way, or how much does this feel like it's trying to take advantage of me and make me spend hours so that I'm spending more money or doing whatever in their game? Um, I you you mentioned right that like this seems like it could just be vaporware, and I'm right there with you. Whenever patents like these come up. I always take it with a very with a um, I always take it with a grain of salt that we'll ever see this make the light of day because patents patents come and go. We've read about patents all the time, and so many of them don't come to fruition. Some of them do, but most of them seem like they're just there to patent and to to nail down ideas. Um, but yeah, like I, I this is one that I'm not uh, uh, I don't expect too much that will we'll, we'll i don't see. think this will be industry changing sort no, of no yeah like maybe mostly because you're in a game here and there but I, I don't think it'll go beyond that 
I think mostly because I just don't like the feeling of having that control taken away from me. And I feel like more often than not, when the if you aren't in control, you are uh, way more aware of what's wrong with the situation. And if I cannot be control of the difficulty and I start to notice the game is insanely easy, then I start to kind of pick up on that and go, ah, oh, this just this feels too easy. I hope it adapts soon and makes it tougher. Or yeah. if it's way too hard, like come on, when when like make it easier, uh, EA AI program or whatever you're doing. I I don't know. It sounds neat in theory. I just don't really know if it's going to be um, super applicable in the real world. We'll have to wait and see. And then story number five, our last news story. Near Replicant has gone gold. I'm pulling this directly from the Near Twitter at Near Game. They tweeted this morning. Big news. Hashtag Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 dot 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 has gone gold. See you on April 23rd. Are there more numbers there or did they put the ellipses because of the character limit? The ellipses is part of the title of the game. Got it. Okay. So yeah, it ends at nine ellipses, and that is that is all part of the title. In fact, I said version, and I think it is the official title is just like V E R dot dot one point two two. I'm excited. Ellipses. Are you gonna try this one out? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'm still looking for a decent PC port without having to add a bunch of mods for Near Automata. Um, but I. It seemed like when the Xbox Game Pass version PC of Nier Automata came out that that was the the answer to Steam to the awful port on Steam because in order to play the good the port on Steam you need to add a couple of different mods that make it worth it and actually makes it, the game feel good and unlock the frame rate but the Xbox Game Pass PC version came out and everybody said oh wow this seems to be the answer it seems like they fixed all the issues and digital foundry did a, a pretty lengthy video on it and said it is not the answer it's basically it's almost the same port but there are more issues because you can't mod a game on xbox xbox game pass pc like you can mm-hmm. on steam which is pretty unfortunate and also i can't even play the xbox version because every time i download or i can't play the xbox game pass pc version that's so long to say Every time I download it and try to open up the game, it crashes on the start. Like it'll pop up with the really the window will pop up and then it just shuts down. And I look mm-hmm. through the re- user reviews and it seems like I am definitely not alone. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for this. It looks gorgeous. It seems fun. It's a lot of the same sort of near combat um, from Automata that I loved. And yeah, I'm stoked to try it out and see how weird it gets. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm excited to see what the story is. I'm excited because I I I've mentioned this all the time that I loved Near Automata, played through the the main endings and just fell in love with that story. And I've not played the original Near, um, and Near Replicant is going to be a prequel, and so I'm very very much looking forward to seeing like the 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 events of the game, how we got to where we were, who who the fuck Amir is or Emil Emil is, and like how he fits into that world in that story very much looking forward to that but andy april 23rd is just so far away so far blow. if i want to know what's coming out to mama drop shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday Today, we got Aaron's Adventure for PC, Eight Doors, Aram's Afterlife Adventure for PC. Let's wait, what? Wait, that's <laughs> way too close. 
<laughs> that, yeah, those are very close. Okay, so the first one is A R O N. Aaron. Aaron's Adventure for PC. And then Eight Doors is Eight Doors colon A R U M. Arum's. Arum's Afterlife Adventure. Arum's. That's hilarious. Yeah, because I was like, wait, wait a second. Are those part of the same series? But I don't think they are at all. I thought, it, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a compilation we were getting. We were yeah. getting the sequel. That's awesome. So, yeah, you're getting Aaron's Adventure for PC and then Eight Doors, Aram's uh, Afterlife Adventure for PC. And then at Crisis on Twitter tweeted out this morning, a Crisis remastered console update is now live for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S players. You're getting the Ascension. You're getting Ascension level checkmark. Actually, they add checkmarks to all these things. Leave out the checkmark. You're getting Ascension level, which I couldn't tell you whether that is a level that in the game. It's my favorite level. Or if it is like a difficulty level or what kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you if you're a player of crisis and you know what they mean but you're also going to get classic nano suit controls multiple bug fixes and then frame rate enhancements and then you're also getting a dreams update dreams 2.2 dreams 2.22 uh that includes uh dreams audio importer audio limits latest version collections prompts and other improvements and fixes. Man, so they should have called it Dreams Point two point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dot dot dot. Dot dot dot. Yeah, it. no, that would have been that would have been spot on. Come on, James. New date for you. Uh, we got just one. Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX. Uh, the update to the nineteen eighty six Sega Master System Classic is releasing June twenty fourth for PC via Steam and Epic Game Store. Uh, it's also coming out on PS five, PS four, Xbox Series X and S. Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Andy, people can go over to patreon.com slash games where they can get the show ad-free. Uh, they can also write in uh, just like the nanobiologist did. Nanobiologist writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames just like you can and says, Hey guys, I just finished listening to P.S. I Love You and I felt, that, I felt like there was one major omission from the MLB 21 talk. The Xbox Series S being a cost-effective entry point for those who may, not, who may now be appealed who may now be appealed to Game Pass, or even just recommending a console to friends and family. Has Xbox failed in marketing this cheap, amazing box? Is it silently doing its job in the background as people are recommended to pick up an Xbox and see the $300 version when, they, when compared to the PS5 discless or the Xbox Series X? Should the Series S be the front and center marquee thing shown when announcing these amazing gets for the service? Thanks, the nanobiologist. Andy, do you feel like the Xbox Series S is being undermarketed? Yeah, I do think so. I think that's a great point by Nano. Um, I think when if you just say it's the newest Xbox, you don't you can just say it's on par with the PS5, even though we know it's not technically. Uh, and when I say technically, I mean you know what's under the hood. But I do think that it is something that you can say it'll play all those brand new games. It'll do. You know, some games in 4K, but not really. It's mostly like 1440p or whatever. Um, but the average consumer doesn't really know those things, right? Like, I, 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 I think it was um, Crisis Remastered, the the one that's getting the... There was a game that I saw today on Twitter that is getting 1800p on PlayStation 5 and 4K on Xbox Series X. But if you're a PlayStation 5 owner, do you really care that it's like those amount of pixels less than the Xbox Series X? Like, I think the hardest of hardcore people might care. But 
for the person just wanting to play the newer games and have it look really damn good on their big TV, I think, hey, get the Xbox Series S. I think it definitely needs to be marketed more. But also, you know, how are you going to market stuff if you can't even get the consoles, you know, still yeah. in a in a more consistent fashion? Then uh, I think it's gotten a bit better, but still I feel like every time Wario 64 tweets something about the new consoles, it still feels like it's the first day that you can pre-order them, you know? Yeah, I'm right I'm right there with you that it's I like they they're they're not marketing it as hard as the Xbox Series X, which is probably because the Xbox Series X is e- easy to market because it is powerful. It is the thing that is the direct contender with the the PS5 and it is like it is your more your more expensive, more premium box and so it's more easy to market. And for Xbox Series S, like the the bullet points aren't as sexier, but the 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 sexy thing about it is the fact that it is affordable and if you don't if you don't have a 4k tv right like you don't need a series x just get an s um but i think for for microsoft the the thought process is that people will get there like if people if people are wanting the next gen xbox if people are are looking to make make that purchase if they don't have a 4k tv then they'll probably just end like they'll probably just fall into getting a series s maybe that is the pro- thought process but then yeah there's there is also the thing of how do you market something that people that is that is sold out like what yeah. how much more do you need to push it when people can't even get it anymore and so maybe the move is hey wait for more products to become available maybe later in the year wait for wait wait for wait for when you start hitting that um uh uh, uh evening out stage in terms of sales and then be like okay cool Everybody, let's go. All ships ahead for Xbox Series S. Let's push this thing. Hey, just so y'all know, the Series X is the powerful one. The Series S is the one that you can get affordably. Three hundred dollars, you can play next gen games and do all the stuff that you want to. I think that's the move for them. Yeah, um, I think the Series X could be the the Magnolia equivalent of the mm-hmm. of going to a Best Buy and wanting. Yeah, I see all these Samsung TVs. You got us all. See all these Sony's and LG's. But where are the Magnolia products? I think the Series X could be that more premium solution that. Um, the hardest of the hardcore will know what they're talking about when they want it. But yeah, market the hell out of that little that little Xbox Series S box. I think it's super great and powerful and it's three hundred dollars. And yeah, you know, pair it with six months free of Game Pass or something like that and see how they feel, you know, six months from now when they eventually say, you know what, I guess I should keep this Game Pass. I've been playing a lot of games on it. Yeah. And to cap this one out, right? Like I think this kind of falls into the Xbox strategy of giving people a bunch of different ways to get into the ecosystem. And so, you know, I talk about Xbox Series X being the easier one to market, but then you also have xCloud that I mentioned before, where if you're somebody who's like, yeah, I just want to play a baseball game, what's the cheapest way to play a baseball game? And you see that uh, MLB The Show is uh, on on uh, uh, Xbox Game Pass and I can play it through xCloud on my smart TV or on my PC or on my phone for $10 a month, then, you know, those are like the two extremes and then in the middle is everything else right in the middle is having a pc and being able or maybe the pc might pc could be in the middle or even past xbox series x depending on what what the fuck your pc is but you know pc's in there in terms of an option for you to get into xbox series s is an option for you to get into like they're they are very much about creating options for people to jump in and xbox series s is very much another option for people uh which is which is where that fits in there andy People can go to kindoffunny.com slash you wrong where they can write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got wrong so we can correct it for those who are watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services. Apocalypse Cal writes in with a you wrong and says, anxiousness is an actual word. 
Great. Thank so you. You got it right, Andy. That is, that's more like a you're right, if anything. <laughs> you're right, man. <laughs> uh, PSA writes in and says, a Frappuccino is based on Frappe, meaning milkshake in Italian. Oh. I feel like I nailed it. I feel like I fucking nailed it. See, I don't... What? I, I'm telling I think, you. I think, the, I think they're right, yeah. but I also think it's one of those things. I think it's a double entendre. You can't have a milkshake like, that isn't somewhat frozen. Frozen, frozen cappuccino makes so much sense for frappuccino. No, I mean, like no. some whoever made they, up yeah, that term no. was on one. They were like, "Yo, big brain moment. We're Jay, we're Jay Z in this shit. Mm-hmm. We're Eminem. This, in, we're Eminem in this thing, right? Like, we're making some fucking, we're making mm-hmm. some multi meaning, multi meaning uh, uh, titles here. I, I definitely think you're things. right. Yeah, like it's definitely a pun. Someone trying to be funny. Dude probably got a raise. Somebody, somebody being really smart, if anything. It's frozen in coffee. Call that a frappuccino. You know. That's like when that's like when Jay Z said, "I Jack, I Rob, I Sin. Oh man, I'm Jackie Robinson." And you can like break that down in like three different ways. It's the exact same thing for the person who was like, "I'm gonna call it a frappuccino." Genius, genius level type stuff. <laughs> genius level lyricism. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Thank you for that, Curtis. Uh, Game Jumper X says, "Sounds like you both need a Wi-Fi extender." Thanks. Yeah, Andy, you know it'd be interesting for you to try. They have the the Wi-Fi extenders that you plug into the outlet. Oh yeah, and then you hardwire in. Well, I mean, I can't hardwire my phone in. Oh yeah. Uh, Nano <laughs> says, "Blessing is right." MLB the MLB announced December 2019 that the show was going to be cross-platform. Damn. But you could Amen. do a hardwired Google Wi-Fi pod down, and have the Wi-Fi in your room. I never really have anything on Wi-Fi anyway, so like. <sighs> All right. You know, yeah. I'm hardwired. I got I got my little I got my little uh, internet sw- Ethernet switch down phone. here. Uh, Keep Bob's right in with Miss News. Gears Pop multiplayer servers will shut down on April 21st. <laughs> what? And... <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> I've not thought about Gears Pop since they announced it. Holy Apparently shit. Apparently it came out. I didn't you, even realize it came out. But if you told me that game was like, you know, delayed because of COVID, I would have believed it. Oh Holy yeah. Holy shit. Damn. Okay, rest in peace, gears pop, and that's pretty much it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Somebody wrote in with a year wrong in terms of like game price, and they were like, Oh yeah, the next gen some Andy said sixty dollars, but the next gen version is seventy dollars. Listen, that's always going to be the case. That is just an ongoing we're just going to count that as an ongoing you're wrong for the future. When we say $60 for a game, we're usually talking about the last-gen version that most of you are going to play. You know what? Make them both 65 Just like my <laughs> just, 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 just like my thought process with Daylight Savings Time, move mm-hmm. it up 30 minutes one time, leave it there forever. Be in the middle. It's all 65 from now on. You heard it here first, that everybody. That's, that's a bad thought, Andy. Tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Greg and Tim. If you're watching this live right now on Twitch, after this is Greg and Mike Playing what, Kevin? Uh, Phoenix, Immortal Phoenix Rising on the Luna. Technology. Oh, right, the oh, Luna sponsor cool. stream. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Right. I'm excited about that. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. You should every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily.